0: I'm Glenn the Geek, and we are in Southern Pines, North Carolina, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June the 9th, episode 2700. This episode is brought to you by State Line Tech. Good morning, horse world.
2: Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is?
3: It's hump day. Woo-hoo!
2: Today is Wednesday. 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 <laughs> Hit
0: it! <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's right, it's hump day, with your Horses in the Morning hosts, Jamie, that girl Jennings, and Glenn, the Geeky Pony Guy. Wednesday, I guess.
0: It. Well, good morning, everybody. I have Jennifer here with me. We are in the RV, and Jamie will be here in the show uh, uh, in just a couple of minutes to tell us all about her weekend over there in North Dakota. she? North Dakota or South Dakota? North Dakota. North Dakota. Yep. Way up there. Way up there. So she's going to, but it was hotter there than here in the <laughs> South. So <laughs> We're going to hear all about that. Jamie's going to join us. Uh, we're doing the beginning of this episode actually in our RV in a beautiful farm, uh, driving farm. In South or in North Carolina, in Southern Pines, and we'll tell you more about that later in the show as well. So Jamie's going to tell us about our weekend. Uh, I did an interview on a carriage driving through a dead dog forest in <laughs> it's not Aiken. Dead dog it is, that's forest. what I'm calling it. That's what it's going to be from now on. <laughs> uh, we're going to tell you how it got that name. And also, as I said, we made our way here to Southern Pines. And our hosts here are Katie and Miranda Cadwell. And you've heard them on the driving show for a lot, a lot of years, and we're going to talk to them one about uh, because they're world champion carriage drivers. We're going to talk to them about that, but also they have a cattery, so we'll talk about that too. and And Jennifer will tell you her impression of the cattery after we do the interview later on in the show. Kitties. <laughs> Uh, but there will be no Daily Winnie's today because no. of the way we're doing this show. We have absol- we have no connectivity. We have Zero. no we, internet.
4: We are uploading our files by smoke signal. Yes.
0: So uh, we're heading to town to record Jamie's part of today's show, which is why it's a little different.
4: We have to go to Dick's Sporting Goods to get a cell signal.
0: The cell tower is right there. We checked it out last night and we had enough of a connection, I think, to do Jamie's part of the show today. <laughs> <laughs> so.
4: That's what the test trip is all about, is figuring out... Because we're going to have all the same problems regardless of where we go, but figuring out different solutions that apply. So now we know. No connectivity, drive into town, find the shopping district, because that's where you have a cell signal, and
0: off you go. Well, and we're going to be doing that in a little bit here. But first, we actually have another carriage ride they've set up this morning. So uh, you'll hear uh, – we'll, we'll do an interview there, and we you'll hear that – coming up in... That's going to be the driving episode coming up. The next up. driving yeah. episode, right? Yeah, so
4: stay tuned for that, too. Yeah.
0: Well, let's not waste any time. Y'all are waiting to hear how Jamie made out over the weekend. <laughs> Y'all. Y'all are <laughs> waiting to hear that. I'm in the South now. Uh, so let's go right to Jamie.
2: Well, Jamie, it is so nice to have you as a guest on your own show. Oh my gosh, what an honor. It is just such an honor to be speaking <laughs> to you.
0: We also have actually one of our terrific auditors. We are doing this interview from the truck below a cell tower at the Dick Sporting Goods in Southern Pines and one of our listeners came down to meet us Chelsea. You'll beat her in the post show auditors, so hang on for that. But she's that sitting here in the how, truck if, with me.
5: Just that's how important this interview was to you was to you have to go through all of that just to talk to me.
0: Well, if we didn't find out about your weekend in North Dakota, the listeners we're going to riot. So you get the first 30 minutes of the show. So I'm counting on you having something to talk about. So
5: No, nothing happened over the weekend. It was boring.
0: <laughs> so you flew up to North Dakota to do the Monty Roberts kind of training up there for all the cowboys, right?
5: So it it was yeah, the North Dakota Horse Expo is a I mean, it's the it's in their second year and it was huge. It was huge. There were so many vendors and lots of clinicians and um Yeah. So I got up there on Wednesday, kind of met the horses on Thursday, uh, Thursday night, actually, they didn't get in. So this was, uh, it's okay. So most clinicians brought their trained horses to demo and they were teaching lessons during the clinic. I was the weird person that, um, was the English rider that had these crazy thoroughbreds brought in. So, um, Bowman horse rescue, very similar to Horse and Hound, it seems like, uh, brought six horses over to me. And and I think that the young girl Morgan, who was going to bring all the horses over, she thought she was supposed to bring like the trained ones. And so a couple days out, I'm like, no, 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 bring me the untrained ones. The so ones I wanna one of the classes I was supposed to teach in the clinics was restarting the off-the-track thoroughbred. So I wanted to go through like A to, to Z on how I restart an off the track thoroughbred and I had three days to do it. So I was going to use the same horses, uh, in that demo throughout the weekend so people could see it. I, I, it changed my plan a little bit because no uh, people that were there on Friday weren't there on Sunday. So I kind of restarted one every single day. Um, and it it was, it was awesome. Um, they brought in these six thoroughbreds, uh, a couple mares, couple geldings and, um, I I guess I just kind of like, here we go. Like, let's see what's going to happen. So they brought out, you know, one or two. And, and the first day, uh, one mayor, gelding comes out. He did great. I do join up. I, tack them, I do some long lining and then I get on them usually if they have, because off the track thoroughbreds, you can go a lot quicker with them because they may not know how to stop, go and turn, but at least they've had a saddle on and a rider on.
0: It, it would well, have been a little different if it was six Mustangs right out of the range, right? Yeah, so, no, 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 no,
5: no <laughs> totally different. So, so that's, that's, but I wanted people to see kind of what I do with an off the track thoroughbred because they will very clearly tell you what is okay and what is not Okay. And you can learn to read them by the way that they behave during certain moments. Okay, so an example, this one gelding, I brought him in, and and you guys realize that they went from the racetrack to a pasture to an expo with loudspeakers (laughs) and people and bleachers and all is, it was, it was a very big environment for these horses. It was a big environment for me. So the first one comes out and I was able to do saddle. Uh, I was able to do join up the long lining, the saddle, and I didn't feel like this horse was quite ready to get on in this environment. I thought, well, we'll just wait a day or two. So I bellied it. I had, uh, the mounting block over there and I hopped up on, on belly. my friend Larissa, who was instrumental in the whole weekend was leading me around On her and on him. And of course, Debbie Laux, Monty's daughter, was with us and she was videotaping everything and unbeknownst to me, live streaming everything. (laughs) I did not know that was happening. You didn't
0: know she was posting videos constantly?
5: No, and the ones she live streamed were like the worst ones of the whole thing. (laughs) So the next so that horse I was able to do. Now this is where I think that the lesson of every horse is going to tell you something. And this is why I'm I'm glad I do it the exact same every single time next horse comes out and she seems all right. You know, I do a join up with her, get a nice join up and, and, you know, join up is causing the horse to want to be with you. And then it's so much easier to do things. If the horse wants to be with you, if they find you the safe place. So I get a nice join up You know, I, I, you rub their vulnerable areas, which is like along the top of their back and under their belly and on their flanks, like all the places, like, you know, the cats would go and the dogs would go just to make sure that you can touch those areas. And then I go around and I pick up her front foot and pick up her back feet on both sides. Totally normal. I go and I put the saddle on her put the girth on her and when I first saddle them up and girth them I send them away just to make sure that they're you know it, it, it's some of these horses that had been quite a while this mare was like 13 or 11 or something I, she was older and um so that's fine and uh I go put the everything is fine Like nothing is wrong. And I go and I put the long line over the top and I hook it up. And then I put the long line on the other side. And then what happens is I send them away, stepping away from them um, out of the kick zone and they are supposed to go forward. And then I've got long lines on them. You know, I'm driving, like line just driving a horse, but I'm on the ground. So Glenn, I step away and I send her forward. Holy
0: Mother
3: of God.
5: (laughs) This mare. Did you see this video? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. I have never seen a horse more violently opposed to a line on its side. She kicked and kicked and kicked and kicked kicked the line out How far out of exactly pain? were
0: you away from her?
5: I'm in the middle of the round pin. Uh, far I enough? Just tell me it was far enough, at enough at and you don't have a black I eye. Fa- okay. <laughs> I was far enough. No, <laughs> I, so she made contact, you would be dead. <laughs> this mare. So I finally was able to like kind of get her corralled and I took the lines off. But I was like, you know, she's got to experience a line going around her. One of the things that the the girl and uh, who, who had been riding these horses or some of them trying to get them prepped, you know, thinking she had to have trained horses. She's like, you know, she just really like she doesn't understand what the bridle means, and she curls her head and she just like a spaghetti noodle. And I was like, ah, oh, that's what line driving's for. We can figure for that out. That's no problem. So I just hooked a line up to her halter and just kept making her go the opposite direction. So it she would feel it on her side. And usually after a minute or two, they're fine. Not this one. Oh my God. <laughs> kicked and kicked. She kicked the line. In all my experience, I've only had the line kicked out of my hand once. This mare kicked the line. Again, this is a 30-foot line. She had the accuracy. She could kick a fly off a wall at 20 (laughs) feet away. I am not kidding you. So she kicked the line out of my hands probably 30 to 40 times. And it would get wound up, get under her tail, and she'd spin herself around, freaking out, and then... Finally it would drop down. I would pick it up again and we'd do it again. I must she I had such a crowd at the end of this one particular (laughs) horse.
0: Those because cowboys were was, loving
5: that. <laughs> oh, my God. She was kicking the round pin walls, which is a like a, it was almost like wooden pallets type round pin. She was kicking the wall so much. I think people came over just to see if she was going to kick it actually down and get away. <laughs> um, oh,
2: my God, That was gosh, like
0: a big so. announcement. Something is fun is happening over in the ring. over here, guys. Train wreck is so. happening. We got to go watch.
5: Well, I just, so finally at the end thing, I was like, well, you know, this is kind of part of training horses, and especially I'm like rescue horses don't come with a bio, you know, there's no, it's, it's you see a horse in a kill pen, you're like, I'm going to buy that or an auction horse or a rescue horse, you know, they don't come with a bio. So if you do all these things in this way, they will very clearly communicate like this horse has had a leg tied up or something really horrible has happened. And you know what? There's a huge scar on her left hind. Mm. So maybe something happened really bad. I mean, obviously something did. Cause I said, so I told everybody, I was like, I'll just work her at the end of the day, every day. And we'll do this exact same thing. And by Sunday, she's going to be just fine to line drive. And I'll tell you that. She was not fine <laughs> to line 5 by the end of the weekend. <laughs> I mean some psych serious psychological damage happened to this poor mare. So she went back to the was rescue. Was She chest um, by the way. No, she was a bay mare. Oh, okay. And oddly <laughs> enough, the 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 funny story is when I look I looked at them, all of them up and to see how much they'd raced and everything and I looked at this mare and I was like sweet sweet surprise. Born in Arizona. I know that mare. A neighbor of mine bred this mare oh, in really? Arizona. Really? Yes. And so I was like, I messaged her. I was like, Stacy, this mare, this this foal of yours, she is here at this rescue in this demo in Arizona in and in North Dakota. I'm like, and she's living <laughs> at a rescue. I this is before I'd even worked her. I was like, if you are interested in finding out more or taking care of her, or just want to know, I'd love to ask questions. Crickets, mm. and I've seen her posting on Facebook through the weekend. So I was pretty bummed that nobody, she didn't respond. Maybe she didn't get the message. Or I don't know. she but.
0: knew about the mayor, and she didn't want to talk to. <laughs>
5: <you>. <laughs> she didn't want to know a part of it. So, but that's the only real unsuccessful story that we had. I I got to sit on. Four of the six, one ended up being a little foot sore. So we ended up just doing a little walking and long lining with him. I had an amazing listener who was there. Her name is Kendra. Oh, and yeah. she had a horse in cash, Kendra Wyland, and she is awesome. She came out and she did a long lining demo and a jumping clinic. I had one, I did it. Like I said, people could sign up for these clinics. So I had some people could do the join up clinic. And so then I would bring the horses out and, and demonstrate join up and let somebody else do it. And then I would do a long lining clinic. And again, the other five horses were Very lovely. I mean, just all a a couple four-year-olds that were so calm. And so I was able to use them in long lining. Kendra came out and did, I I got to ride her horse. And it's like, kind of like before the Gladius show, I had to ride cash out into the arena while they were introducing me, which was exciting. I was going just fine until the little mini stallion wouldn't let cash past. (laughs) Um. Other, they were like, and Jamie Jennings,
0: and Jamie Jennings so they
5: can't come in because there's a mini stud colt uh, that is uh, attempting to kill Cash, and Cash thinks he's gonna die, and is part of the Gladius show, and so it's like this like circus pony. <laughs> Cash, that was scary, but I ended up doing that, and that was really fun. Um.
0: How, before you get to that, I I have some other questions about the fair itself. But uh, before you get to that, so by the time you were at the end of the three days with the horses that were cooperative, um, first of all, did anybody sit in? Did you see any faces there that were watching that kind of came out all three times to see it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah? There were,
5: there was probably. A group of 10 that weren't together, but that
0: came to every one of my clinics. Because that's, you know, that's it's like Road to the Horse. That's where you really appreciate watching what happens over that period of time. And in such mm-hmm. a short period of time, what you can accomplish.
5: Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, it's, it was really fun to see a lot of the same people. And so as I started going, you know what? Um, you. You. Anybody want to come out here and long line this four-year-old baby racehorse? Anybody? And uh, the first day I had probably, uh, I had an adult come out and do it. And then a kid wanted to. And I was like, oh, what the heck? It was like a 10-year-old girl. So she came out and she did it. And then, you know, our listener, Chantel, who lives in North yeah, Dakota, on yeah. her fault that she, I, that yeah, I she did was this. Her, she,
0: she was the reason you were there.
5: Her seven-year-old daughter long-lined a four-year-old wow. baby racehorse. So I got to have. Did you have them sign
0: liability releases? Oh, I'm not responsible for that. Okay, that's your job. (laughs) She
5: she said she wouldn't have trusted anybody else with her child but me. I don't know why. I mean, I guess Lucas is still around, so she must have seen that success. But it was really fun. So one of the clinics I did was introduction to dressage and jumping, and Morgan, who was running the uh, Bowman horses, I said, "Do you want to know? Shocker! Nobody in." North Dakota signed up for an introduction to dressage and jumping clinic.
0: Really? Because
5: it, it's Western. I Never am a shocked Western to be here. honest. I, I
0: am so shocked.
5: Stay seated because <laughs> you don't have to get up. Yeah, it was so. I had Morgan come out, and the first day I had her ride this little spicy chestnut, and um, just started with. I was just teaching people how you can slowly introduce your horse to jumping. Right. So just one pole and the mare would go over the pole and would kind of zip away afterwards. And I said, we're just going to do this until she can walk over one pole because you can't jump a fence with a horse that won't walk calmly over one pole. So I just talked about the the incremental aspect of just slowly but surely one at a time. And then we went to walking over two poles and then we went to walking over three and we trotted the one, then trotted the two, trotted the three, and then I did a, like a half cross rail, and then a pull to a half cross rail, and then a full cross rail. You know, you get the idea. It's just everything is very incremental. And the second lesson with this spicy chestnut mare. She was doing a bounce to a two, six vertical at the end. <laughs> it was absolutely awesome. And Kendra came out and she did the jumping lesson and, and clinic at the end. And it was really cool because she, Kendra, I'm going to tell on you right now. She said, so I came up to her after the lesson and she was talking to her mom and she was crying. And I'm like, oh, Uh-oh. crap! What did I do?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie hurt the kid
5: i did well kendra she's she's an adult so i just said what is wrong and she said i just i haven't i had a bad wreck last time i jumped and i've been scared to do it ever since Uh. and what you did just gave me confidence and um it was so cool did you get any
2: other compliments
0: from the cowboys did any of them talk to you after the sessions
5: um the other clinicians the lady named elseby was a clinician and she was delightful i really liked her and john Hovde. they both were kind of north dakota locals that train horses and i really was impressed by them uh what was not impressive yeah. is should, maybe we should talk in the post show about okay yeah it.
0: maybe we should if you're saying that let's just wait for the post show with that with Ch- yeah. chelsea you'll be joining us then we could talk about that well,
5: so i, I just it's, oh, go ahead.
0: I have some other questions about the fair in general. So, okay. was it well attended? The whole fair?
5: Yeah, there was people everywhere every yeah. day. Yeah. You know, and, I, I it seemed like the at night it, there was a line around the building to waiting in line to get in for the gladius show. Um, was that?
0: Did was, you watch uh, it? Did you watch
5: the gladius show? Uh, you know, I watched the first probably twenty minutes with uh, Debbie and Larissa, but. Every clinic I did was an hour long. Yeah, you were. And tired. I did four a day. And I just couldn't talk. And then I would talk to people about their horses. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I was so tired and I couldn't talk. And Gladys didn't end until like 10:30. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <time>. I can't. <laughs> I can't. So I'm like, ladies, we'll watch the first 20 minutes and then I'm gone. And well, and, and so, the other
0: thing too is I was checking on your weather and it looked to be 70 degrees and perfect every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
5: I, I, I'm the queen of this. Never happens. <laughs> Oklahoma, living here, all I heard is this never happens. This never happens. It was it
0: 107 was- the one day I checked.
5: It was 107 degrees on Thursday, Friday. Well, how were you not
0: dying in that ring?
5: Well, the uh, it, it, you could we would have had to cancel it, but oh my god, everything was air conditioned. Really oh, indoors in every- North Dakota. Yes, because apparently they have Chantal tell me like it's like a Mediterranean climate at times, like it can be super cold and then it gets super hot in July usually, but it never happens like this in June. Oh, it <laughs> never happens. So, yeah, it was crazy hot. Like you, you would have died. There.
0: They would have had to cancel it. You would have no way. You would have been able to do that. One hundred and seven. No way. One
5: hundred and seven with humidity. I with mean, it, thoroughbreds.
0: It's, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs>
5: Well, it was funny, like I was, I was the one in riding pants and tall boots and with these crazy kite flying thoroughbreds and everybody else was, <laughs> you know, in their wranglers with their Western spurs clanking around with their cowboy hats on. And then, and then there was me.
0: Very <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> was there anything that surprised you about the affair?
5: Hmm, anything that surprised me? You know, honestly, I was surprised at how well attended it was. And how because I just thought it's, it's
0: you thought you were going to have five people watching because, you know, who yeah, cares about and, the English I mean, girl? Yeah.
5: You know, the morning show the morning, I probably had 25 to 30 people, you know, and the join up ones were probably the the best attended. I would say that I did my worst ever join up with any horse ever in the record of history of the world was the worst <laughs> join up, which was that spicy chestnut mare that they just, you know, I, I go from asking these horses to be on the racetrack, then to the pasture and then to come out here. And it, it, attention
0: was just really, really hard. Um, one of Debbie the probably filmed that and posted it everywhere. So she
5: did <laughs> she, she, this is what she live streamed and all these people on like the money Roberts page were like, who is that? She's awful. Like, don't, she's an idiot. <laughs> so I was like, you have to stop live stream, Stop it. it." So it was, it was entertaining. I feel like the ones that were live streamed were the worst, but I had some really, really nice moments with some really nice horses. um, So I was pretty happy with that. The, the, the crowning moment. And I guess probably when you ask what the most surprising thing is, Glenn, Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you. Okay. Six thoroughbreds came to the, the, the expo five got adopted.
0: Really? And well, wait a minute, hold a stop. You took five home with you?
5: <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. but there's two of them I would have. <laughs> oh my gosh, people, I remember I was, it's Sunday afternoon and I am putting a horse in a trailer and this lady goes, I, 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 don't, I didn't like plan to come Home with a horse. I can't believe I'm coming home with a horse. What am I doing coming home with this horse? <laughs> She's. I'm like you brought your trailer. Obviously, you were thinking about it. She's like, no, I camped in it all weekend. I, <laughs> I did not intend to take a horse home. Oh my. <laughs> Like, well, congratulations. There was. You a are the of queen of
0: getting horses adopted, girl.
5: Oh my gosh! I was so happy. I was so thrilled. You know, I just let mentioned, me guess which oh, one didn't
0: get adopted. Yeah. Yeah.
5: She wasn't quite ready for uh, for a home. <laughs> shes, um, she's They're shipping her
0: down to you for the next six years to get her going.
5: You know, and yeah. that's thats the honest approach I had to take was, you know, this mare needs at least three months of this. Now, apparently, <laughs> Monty saw the video oh, and watched no. the oh, video no. and has some further suggestions I bet for he me. does.
0: Monty always does.
5: Did he see any of the good
0: videos? Did he see Yes. I okay. apparently
5: saw the, you know, I Debbie called him on uh, Friday morning and we were in the car and she's like, uh, dad, I've got Jamie right here. And he's like, Jamie, how's it going? <laughs> I'm like, it's like a hundred degrees in North Dakota. Everything's good. He goes, I hear you're going to be training thoroughbreds at an expo. I said, yes. And his words of wisdom (laughs) for me were, hey, don't get hurt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're on a learning excursion here. Jennifer and I are learning how to do this. So we go out for five weeks. We don't screw up five weeks worth of shows. What uh, did you learn? You know, did you take away? You don't have to tell us even what they are. But did you take away some things that doing your next expo, you'll be better at it, Do you think?
5: So I wouldn't have packed so many clothes because I wore the same damn thing every <laughs> single day, I, and I have like, and then I had to take all the long lines and the saddle and my suitcase, so all the rest of my clothes I have to wash because they all smell like horse sweat and urine, you know, because the <laughs> stupid lines got cut on the mare's tail and you peed all over. It was it's, it's bananas, but so was, I wouldn't have brought so much. But what did I learn? Um, I got really frustrated. And and pretty down at one point, pretty low at one point after watching uh, a clinician who had three students in their clinic proceed to tell them that, you know, if you're a horse and you're the dominant horse in the herd and there's a horse at the water trough and you want to get to that water trough, hmm, do you walk around that coming. horse? Yeah. No, you don't walk around that horse. You walk through that horse. So when you're walking into your horses, they should get out of your way. So they have the big carrot, the big stick string thing, and you just walk where you want to walk. And I saw three people proceed to just hit their horse in the face with a stick
0: to get them to mu- – uh,
5: and so I, I, I'm like I, – I Did can't. somebody
0: muzzle you at that point? Were you <laughs> –
5: I just I can't like I don't understand why it's so important to chase the horses hips away from you and have them turn and face you with their two eyeballs because then you can't approach them with the saddle. So why? So I I ended up asking this clinician later. I'm like,
0: Can oh I no, ask? you didn't talk to the clinician, did you?
5: I talked oh, to him. Oh no. I, I, Larissa was sitting with. I me didn't get, get a like,
0: call for bail, so I guess it didn't go too fast. <laughs>
5: I finally just I, I I I he said uh I said why why do you chase the horse's hips away from you? He goes it relaxes them. I said how how does that relax them? Chasing their hips away and having them stare at you. And and I said because like my experience horses that are trained like that I I can't walk up to them with a saddle because they turn their hips away and he goes, "Well, it's all about intention." I was like my intention was to put the saddle <laughs> on the horse and he's like well obviously somebody didn't train it right
0: oh well you're the one that oh. was doing the training
5: <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay because i've had one horse trained in the method that he trains in anyway i i i think my heart broke a little bit for hmm. some of the other horses to see if uh, that 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 that's taught to just walk in your horse's face with a giant stick, and if it doesn't get out of your way, hit it. And I felt like I was watching these girls take out their their personal aggression and their own personal agenda to to these to these horses. And and it really, that one really hurt my heart a little uh, bit.
0: Um, I have to tell you, I, I, there's a very, very, very famous clinician that I had a private conversation with once. And uh, I won't even say whether it was he or she uh, said that they do not watch any other sessions when they go to these things.
5: Okay. That is when you were saying, what did I learn? That was my Mm. thing was I learned I can't watch you know, I watched, um, John Hovda and Elsa B do a cult starting thing and it was, it was fun. It was fun to watch them with this little, uh, unstarted colt, and they were in there like leading it around and putting a rope. I just, it was really, that was fine. That was nice. But watching people hit horses in the face and being told you're the boss, you're in charge, you move that horse. You better to, the horse get attacked than you get attacked. you show it Su like i I can't believe that that is still taught and to 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 you know what if your horse isn't moving its hip away hard enough, hit it with the stick and then just rub it away. hit it with but like, you're not rubbing anything away. they haven't forgotten you just hit him with a stick and I could not like, ah, it was, it was, that was really hard for me to watch. And so then I started being the clinician who was like, ladies and gentlemen, hello. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jamie Jennings from, uh, I'm a certified Monty Roberts instructor. We believe in no violence, no whips, (laughs) no We don't hit anything. I also did not bring trained horses to the demo today. I brought horses that are coming from a rescue, which by the way, are up for adoption at the end of the weekend. So everybody, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to ask the horse to want to be with me. It's so much easier. I said, nobody (laughs) has the right to say you must, or I will hurt you. Let me repeat that for the people in the back. No one has the right (laughs) to say you must or I will hurt you. Thank you very much. (laughs) And I am not
0: being passive aggressive at all right now. (laughs) I
5: mean, seriously. And so that clinician that I talked about talked a little bit, uh, Said because I would say I am not a professional clinician. I do not do expos. This is my first. I am a horse trainer. I do not demonstrate. And that particular clinician later on, I went in his made sure to say, I am a professional clinician (laughs) and I do expos all the time. I was like,
0: okay. I love how you two had a pissing match. That's great.
5: Like, oh God, just why are you hitting your horse in the face? All
0: right, we're gonna we're gonna gonna we're gonna gonna end on a happy note. And the happy note is that you I've
5: got adopted
0: i I got adopted and that you were there, you were there telling the other side of the story. And some of those people are going to walk away going, Yes, I'd rather do that than hit my horse in the face. So uh, that's the happy note there. Uh, no, I said, this to
5: Larissa, and this was, was good like, for
0: you. This whole thing was good for you to do.
5: Oh, uh, I, I told Larissa, I was like, I'm not doing this again. This is sucks. I just, I don't, I oh, don't you're like doing it again.
0: You're doing it again because you have to do it again.
5: And see, that's what she said as she said, we're <laughs> there for Leave it. She goes, I'm going to tell you something you don't want to hear. <laughs> was like, she was like, "You have to do this. Yeah, you have to this help people." This is why you, you trained. So that this is a thing that you don't have to be violent. And she, and she saw the guy tell everybody to hit everybody in the face too. And she's like, "You have to do this." Is she goes, "What if Monty had decided not to do it?" And I said, "Well, Monty was made to do it by the Queen of England." So there. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a letter from the Queen. It's almost the same. Uh, And who do you think is going to take over training the Queen's Horses when Monty's not here anymore?
5: Lord, I bet Joanna in Wales, she'd be really good at that. (laughs)
0: Well, thank you for the story. How, uh, uh, we're going to have Jamie back, actually, on her own show, in the post-show. And we're going to have Auditor Chelsea join us a little bit later. But in the meantime, Jennifer and I are going to share with you a little about our misadventures. Oh, in my tub. God, I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> well, of course, our show, as always, is brought to you by Stateline Tech. If you go to Stateline Tech right now, I managed to bring up that website with the very slow internet <laughs> you, we you, have out you here. You
4: clicked on the link about 15 minutes ago, <laughs> yeah. and there it is now. It Amazing! Is. It just
0: came up. They're really highlighting their pest control products and they have a bunch of them from fly sheets to repellent spray to masks and uh, boots and and vaccines because hello that's right
4: in biting insects can carry diseases so you need your vaccines
0: so I did notice that they they do have really good prices on their uh, fly sprays and things, and they have pages and pages. The selection is incredible. I just went into fly sprays, and it's loading, and there's like two or three pages of just different kinds of fly sprays. It is amazing the number of fly sprays there are in the world.
4: And it's funny how what, a fly spray that works at your house might not work at your ba- neighbor's house. Do you, you know?
0: remember, there was a fly spray that came out when we had our tax shop in the 1990s. It had just started. It was called Zonkit.
4: I remember Zonkit because it smelled like baby powder.
0: And we sold online cases, and cases, cases of, Zonk-It. of Zonkit. Because it's gone up in price a bit. By it was really cheap back <laughs> it then. It was really yeah. cheap back then. It was then. the Bronco of its day. <laughs> yes, it was, yeah. but not anymore. But Zonkit is still around. I can't believe Zonkit's still around. I didn't cannot say it's that. going
4: to work for you. And it and I did get some recently, and it oh, doesn't it doesn't smell like baby powder anymore. No, they,
0: they changed the they formula. Changed this,
4: yeah, that was probably toxic or something. But, um, <laughs> it's got a cute bottle and a lovely name, but yeah, you know it does. You can go to State Line Tack and and find what if your favorite fly spray is not in there. Um, you have a favorite fly spray that's not for horses or something because they have about a jillion.
0: And fly sheets and things like that. We did see a heck of a lot of flies uh, when we went into the woods of South Carolina (laughs) near Aiken. Lot of black flies flies everywhere. So you can get your fly sheets and all that fly control stuff over at StateLineTech.com. Head on over there and check it out today. I noticed they also had some Gatsby products at twenty percent off. You can uh, take a look at those as well. StateLineTech.com. Well, now uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, our trip, for the and I got a lot of good reaction from Monday's show that we did on the road, and so we were still in Aiken when we had a chance to head over to do an interview after after we recorded the show at Aiken Saddlery. We headed over. They kept over. us running. I think yeah, they we did.
4: S- we spent the entire day interviewing people. We, it was crazy.
0: We'll talk about some of our thoughts at the end of the show about uh, things we're learning along the way. <laughs> but uh, the driving inter... Or- we went after we did our morning show, and we went to outside of Aiken to a place where all the carriage drivers seemed to hang out. Is it
4: Hancock Woods, Hitchcock Woods?
0: No, that's a different place. It's all a different place. This is Dead Dog Forest is where we went. <laughs> so um, we, we go out there, and our friend Mickey had set up a carriage ride with Nilda and Michael Burke, and we're going to just go right to the carriage ride now, and you guys are going to I love hearing the pair of horses pulling the carriage because you can really hear it here. So, guys, where are we driving? We're actually driving right now. We're in the back of a carriage, and where are we?
3: We're in the um, we're in the pine forest belonging to the Christensen family. Um, some local people from Aiken County, and they um, utilize this land for pine straw production. So, periodically, all the trees get cut down. And harvested for wood but it takes about 25 years for that to happen so they plant a whole new section and it grows for a period of time then they harvest the pine straw for a period of time and then they cut it down and start over again it's pretty it's pretty cool I was so worried it looked like when they cut down one large area about six years ago it looked like, uh, you know, it bom- had been bombed or something. It was just horrible. But now it's it's beautiful, beautiful again, yeah. the trees are up. you maybe about even... 20
0: feet tall by right now. They are, yeah.
3: That's pretty amazing how fast they grow up. The owner told me uh, that it would take six years and he was exactly right.
0: And the cool part is that you have carriage paths all the way through here. Now we have to tell everybody, what kind of carriage are we on and what are we being pulled by? Well, the carriage is a Voskamp Hall, a Polish carriage. Just a, just a carriage. It's not a competition carriage. Just, just a, for all riding.
6: The horses. One is a Cheval Canadian, and one is uh, from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 57 from Iowa. Is there Cheval Canadians? Are there a lot of those?
3: Uh, we're under twenty-five hundred, I think. Right wow! Now. It's a national horse of Canada, but they are um, a rare breed.
0: And are they used for driving mostly?
3: They, they came over with Louis the 14th sent them over, I believe. And so they, they've been in the Americas for a very long time. 16th century. But they, um, they did everything. That was the beauty of them. They, you could plow the field just like the Morgan horse. You could plow the field with them during the day and and use them on your carriage. They were never as big as this initially. And a, a lot of them were, uh, crossbred with draft horses, uh, over time. But everyone in Canadian uh if you want to register it in Canada it has to have a microchip and it has and it and it has to be tested to DNA see tested. DNA tested to see what percentage pure it is. And this guy on the left is about 97% pure, whatever well, that means.
0: <laughs> well, if y'all hear noises in the background, that is because you hear the carriage and you hear the horses in front of us and it's just starting to try and rain on us here in the forest, but it is forest. How big is it? there's nobody around <laughs> well this this side of the road is 400 and something and the other side of the road is about the same but he has a lot of area, so there's about 800 here but he has several holdings around big acreage well you can drive for a while in this forest oh, miles, and miles! and the roads are all made up for carriages so many of the roads through the forests in ocala are only horse you could never take a carriage
3: Well, this is many thanks to Lisa Singer, who moved here probably about 12 or 13 years ago. And And she's a
0: famous carriage driver. She is.
3: She's an international driver and trainer. And Lisa made contact with Ben Christensen, and he agreed to let us drive in the forest because people were coming, this is hard to believe, but people were coming in and stealing the pine straw. Uh, so, because, really? because it is a it's a it's a commodity and it's valuable a very tiny tiny bale is worth five dollars if you go to buy it in the store so they're used for mulch anyways throughout time lisa has made more and more and more trails and all the residents in the surrounding area who drive and ride their horses here they um take the Trails and come out in the summer they clear back the brush and keep them wide and mow them and whatever is necessary. This, this is
0: great. This is fantastic. Sprues I would love driving ready. out here. Oh and now we're trotting, so you're gonna hear that a little bit. You definitely hear that horses now. I'll just be a little bit. We're in the town of Windsor right? Yes. And this is outside of Aiken about what 15 miles mm-hmm. and this has become kind of a little carriage community hasn't
3: it? It really is and and again I, I chalk it up to the fact that Lisa located her farm here because and there was such great driving. We looked when we one decided to move to Aiken we looked around at many different parts of the county and in the end we decided that because of these trails that's this is where we wanted to be and it's been it's like living in paradise it really is we just absolutely love our neighbors it's just uh, people of a similar age and they they're all generous they're all friendly i i think if any one of my neighbors needed something or if i needed something for them they would be here at a heartbeat well,
0: this is fantastic. The other thing, we are literally in the middle of, of hundreds of acres of forest, and there's road names on all the crossroads.
3: Yes, there are. <laughs> Who
0: named the roads? Did in Lisa? the
3: beginning, uh, it started out with, I think, Bev Lesher, Lisa Singer, Shelley Temple.
0: Those are all names in driving. Uh, probably and had them all in the same room. Several others,
3: I don't know. Yeah. And they all decided, as a remembrance of their favorite deceased dogs, they
0: would start naming the So dogs. all these road names are after deceased dogs? Yes. So Every, this is the dead dog forest? This yep. is a t- <laughs> <laughs> that like out of Look, water. I just named your forest. <laughs> <laughs> dead dog forest. <laughs> oh god. Well thank you guys for taking us out today. We really appreciate it. This is fun. So it's not really called Dead Dog uh, Forest, but (laughs) uh, so there you heard what it was called. And it's not really called that, but I'm going to call it that forever. For now. now, forever. Yeah. So it was a lovely ride. And after the carriage ride, we headed back into town. And we had a lovely dinner party at Chris's, and it, uh, where we were staying. Oh, we had, had barbecue! Yes, yes, that we, was
4: lots of fun. Yeah. We got to meet all of our pickleball friends.
0: Yes, so it was it was absolutely beautiful. We've had the most beautiful camping spots anybody ever ever had. This beats <laughs> any campground in the world. We're staying at these farms with beautiful bu- views and scenery, and everyone's been a little different. So the first farm in Georgia where we stayed was. Was a you know it was a horse farm, but it had a different feel.
4: Well, it was a brand new horse farm because Alex and her husband haven't been there very long, so they haven't had a chance to develop the horse aspect of it. It's beautiful. I love the house. It was yeah. a mid-century modern house that she they had there. So they put up the fencing and a run-in for the horses, so they could live there in the backyard. But they hadn't put the barn up yet, and I was kind of bummed that we didn't get to geek out on barn design. Because we ran out of time. So it had, a, it had that fresh new. It, it's a, You're right. It's a different vibe because it didn't have all of the established things there yet. It just had happy horses eating
0: grass. And we were out in a field overlooking the beautiful pond and the birds. Yeah, and it was, it was <laughs> kind of nice. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. Then the second stop we made was in Aiken, and we were set up at this beautiful, gorgeous dressage yeah. farm. And we were in front of the rose bushes, in front of the gorgeous barn with the nice stalls and the whole thing. And then uh, we were overlooking the dressage field there. Now... Uh, And then today we are sitting up on top of a hill because Southern Pines is hilly and overlooking all the pastures with a thousand ponies. I mean, it is ponies everywhere you
4: look and it's really hot in the summertime. So everywhere you look, you have to look under the trees around the edges of the fields. And you go, you look and go, there's 16 ponies standing down there under the trees. And then you look at the next field. Oh, there's all the ponies hiding under the trees. And when we came in last night, we saw a great big herd of white-tailed deer. So that was kind of fun. And there are doggies everywhere. Doggies. A lot of <laughs> doggies at this stop and
0: a lot of kitties, which we'll talk and about. And
4: doggies of every size, shape, color, variety, smell. <laughs> They're all here.
0: <laughs> so let's hear from our hosts here. Uh, this is Katie and Randy Cadwell. As I said, world champion drivers. And also, you're going to hear what else they have here in just a second. So I am standing here with Kitty Cadwell, and all of you know her because she's been coming on with Dr. Wendy and I on the Driving Radio Show for 10 years doing driving training tips, and I am standing on your deck, and let's describe the scene. We are overlooking your dressage ring, your barns, and your 4,000 horses. Hi, Kitty. Hi.
6: (laughs) It's not 4,000 horses. I can't tell you exactly how many, but it's not 4,000. I asked Kitty
0: earlier, how many horses do you have? And she gave me the Mary Kitzmiller answer, which was... Eh,
6: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Our father
0: would ask us, and we would always answer him, Yes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have horses. It's okay. So, Katie, let, let me ask you something. You've been to nine world championships in driving, you and your sister. Yes. Between you. Yes. And we're going to talk to your sister, but we're going to talk to her in a bit, uh, not about driving, because yeah. there's something else we're going to talk to her about. <laughs> but of all those nine trips, mostly to Europe, right? Yes. Yeah. All of Europe.
6: No, my very first World Championships was at Gladstone in 1993.
0: In in New Jersey. Yes. Oh my God. No, I, I did. I didn't know they had them here then. Yes. So, out of all of those, which was your most memorable?
6: Oh, I think they all have their own memories, but um, well, of course, if you're counting both of us, the most memorable was the one that. Randy won her world championships at and ponies. was she driving
0: a single or a pair?
6: She was driving a pair of ponies, and it was in Denmark, and it was a great world championships, and everything. This was just...
0: a CDE. This was uh, this is dressage, and then cross country, or you know, marathon, and then cones.
6: Exactly right,
0: exactly right, and then I think of all the ones that I've driven.
6: Actually, it's probably not a world championships, but I loved showing in Windsor. Oh uh, well. Pfft. And Queen was
0: watching. <laughs> yes,
6: of course. And Prince Philip. He used to yeah. ride his little motor scooter around and follow us and talk to us while we were out walking hazards. It was fantastic. Oh, that's great. And then I really loved, um, in Germany, uh, Riesenbeck.
0: Oh, I hear a lot about Riesenbeck. Why, why do you like it?
6: Uh, they have jumpers and dressage, and there's always a lot going on, so it's a really fun show.
0: Yeah, but Windsor must have been special.
6: Windsor was very special. Both of us have shown it Windsor and it, it is an amazing facility right below the castle. And again, it has a lot of other things going on. So there's always something to do. Do you ever meet the Queen? I did not because I did not win, <laughs> and only the winner does. So only Prince Philip for me.
0: And you met Prince Philip a few times.
6: Yes, a yeah. few times. He actually gave me my uh, award in 1993. I was the only girl to place on the marathon. Oh, wow. So I placed, I think, uh, 12th on the marathon uh, or Top ten. I just know it was. I was the only girl in the lineup, and he thought that was just fantastic. So when he gave me my ribbon, he just had to stop and chat and say how great it was. And I was driving these big seventeen one hand Dutch horses at the time. So and it was a muddy day, and it was when we went twenty six kilometers. So those
0: are the long old days when, uh, when CDEs were like the old style of venting in the long format. Yes, and crazy. Yes. Yeah. The carriages just, were not made for it. <laughs> no, you just wanted to live through the, the day. Yeah. So you're known for driving ponies, you and your sister. So yes. what kind of ponies?
6: So Randy drives German riding ponies, and I have driven ponies. So they're pretty
0: close to the 14 hand, 14 and a half? Fourteen two. Fourteen two. Fourteen one and three quarters. Yes. <laughs> right up there.
6: But I usually drive horses because we decided for the family dynamic it would be better if she showed ponies and I showed horses. Oh, so you're
0: not competing directly against each other? We try not to. Because you guys live in the same property and yes. one of you owns guns. So that <laughs> would be bad. <laughs> so what kind of horses?
6: So I always had Dutch horses. I liked the Dutch and uh, the the royal Dutch Breed, KWPN. I was very happy with them. And they were just fun to drive.
0: And your dad was a driver, which is how you got into this. Tell everybody your first competition. Now, let's explain to non-drivers. Most people's first competition is a single pony or a single horse. And they go to the competition, and that's what they compete first, right? Yes. But And what did you compete first in your first competition? How old were you?
6: Um... I don't know. I think it was probably high school, and I had a couple really nice event horses at the time, but our father had a four-in-hand and a coach. So we did all the Newport, Saratoga fun things, but we always helped him with his horses. He, he did not come to horses early in life, so we always helped him. And I got the bright idea that it would be fun to go to the Laurels with a four-in-hand as my first Your show. Your
0: first competition as a teenager with four horses.
6: Yes, and there was no training level then. (laughs) How'd it go? Uh, Well, actually, dressage was fine. We looked really pretty. We made it through the test. Uh, Marathon, I may have gotten hung up a few times. And, of course, my father and my sister were on the carriage with me. And... Rule-wise, we weren't all together sure, but he did get on and off the carriage quite a few times, which creates more penalties. But it was okay because he had packed an entire harness in our spares kit in case we
0: had a problem. So you're not competing right now because you have a lot of, a lot of little ones out here, a lot of little babies.
6: Yes, we've been breeding and our German riding pony and a couple of really nice mares. So we have some youngsters that are just coming up. Um, we train a lot of people. I have people here in training, horses, ponies. but. Right now, we're on the
0: sidelines. Why Southern Pines? Why do you like Southern Pines?
6: Uh, we have driven all over the world, different places in Germany, and Holland, in England. And I have to say, this is the best driving. It is a horse community. You can go through everyone's farm. It's open. It's beautiful. And we have... Our whole fifteen thousand acre foundation, if we want to drive in it, that is strictly for almost horse, right? Yes, strictly
0: for horse sports. And you have this weird little community of farms back this dirt road that almost killed our camper. Uh, But it it, it, is—you're all drivers back here.
6: No, we have a and um, there are quite a few drivers, but really, honestly, we're only four miles from town. I you know, but it, in seems the like it, it
0: seems like you're just out in the middle of nowhere, and you're only four miles from town.
6: I know, we love it. It's like we're hidden away, and we're out in the middle of our own fields and green pastures, And but we can get to town in a few minutes.
0: What makes this different than Ocala, and even Aiken, is you do have hills here, which is kind of nice. Yes, yeah. we do. And, and uh, you know, as you would guess, a lot of pine trees. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
6: a lot of pine trees. It is southern pines.
0: Yeah. As we were coming up, the trees changed from, like, oaks and things, and then we started seeing just nothing but pines. It was like, okay, we're getting close. We should be there soon. Well, thank you for joining me today, and thank you for joining us every month for the last 10 years yay appreciate it now it's been fun let's get your sister randy up here because there's something we have to talk to her about because she has a new hobby
2: come here randy
0: and apparently it's one that you you wish you'd found a long time ago and you wouldn't even have gotten into horses bye everyone (laughs) randy cadwell so we show up here and you have a cattery here yes i do
2: is that an official word yes it is it is so what does cattery. cattery mean it, a woman with a ton of cats? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> it means you are a crazy cat lady. lady. okay. 100%.
0: Now, you're a smart crazy cat lady because you actually sell your cats for lots
2: of money. Yes. So, tell everybody what kind of cats you have. I have um European Maine Coon cats. They call them Euros because... They are completely different than American Maine Coon cats. They're much bigger. They have bigger heads. They have very square noses. They have giant ear. And a lot of them are from Russia, right? Russia I then... happened to, yes. There are a very there are a lot of very well bred Maine Coon cats in Russia. So I've imported um, five Maine Coon cats from Russia. Oh wow, that's cool! So the one you had me hold, Daddy
0: Rufus, yeah. Weighs at least 30 pounds.
2: (laughs) He only weighs 25. He's the biggest cat I've ever seen. (laughs) He is a big kitty. Oh, my God. And these these are different because of their faces. Yes. They have very, very expressive faces and very... People always think they look grumpy because Mm. they have eyebrows and they have noses that stick out and they just sort of look grumpy all the time. Yeah, they kind
0: of do. Grumpy
2: cat could have been a Maine Coon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So,
0: so why did you decide on Maine Coons from Europe? Why that? Well, I've always a a specific thing.
2: It is, it is. I've always loved Maine Coon cats, and when I was doing research on them, I found cats that I thought, "Wow, this is a very different looking Maine Coon cat." And then I learned that they called them Euro Maine Coon cats, and then I found out where to find them. So, I went and hunted them down and got myself some Euro Maine Coon cats. (laughs) Now, for you, it's a business, though. Uh, uh well yes it is because I sell my kitties and but it it's sort of taking over from my breeding of horses. Yeah, I'm well, getting obsessed with color what, and I I size. don't know if I'm allowed
0: to say but when I found out how much you sell your kitties for <laughs> there's a reason that first of all they're smaller they eat less they poop in a in a in a specific spot that's much easier to clean up and you sell them and can,
2: they, can, will you will you give away oh, how much you sell? I have for? no problem okay. because they also come you know, three, four, five to eight in a litter instead of waiting eleven that's months. True. For one. I didn't even think pony. about that.
0: You're right. You get a whole bunch of it at once.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh, it's eighteen hundred dollars for a pet.
0: Okay, that's a cat, people. A, a
2: cat. A cat. <laughs> it's cat. not a pony. That's yeah. a cat.
0: I pet. Pay- Take all of my ponies, and I didn't pay that much.
2: (laughs) Yes, well, that's true. A lot of people, that's the same.
0: But don't you wish you had figured this out a long time ago? You could have given up ponies and just done cats. Yes, that's true. Now, you've converted half your house into the cattery, inside and out. At least, yes. (laughs) At least half. They have quite the play area there. Except
2: I have to tell you, all of my cattery stuff has come from training ponies, because I have a friend, and her husband can build things. And she has ponies that we drive. So I drive the ponies, uh, and he builds me he, things. And, and
0: there's all kinds of climbing things, and I mean 20 feet high. And yep. there's a cat looking at us from two cats two from little... the top of the 20-foot tower right <laughs> there. So this is really cool. I mean, Jennifer was looking forward to this so much because we haven't had a cat for a while. And she, I think she picked up every kitten. You have two batches of kittens, and they are tiny.
2: Yes. they Well... They're giant for cats, but yes, they're tiny, tiny, tiny little, little kitties. kitties. Uh, they were
0: so much it's fun. It's the best part. It is. It is it the, has best to be the best part. The uh, best part. No, the best part. Is you sell kittens for eighteen hundred dollars.
2: No, the best part is having the kittens <laughs> and playing with the kittens and, and, then, and then selling, selling them, them at six weeks old. At eight? No, they no. have to be twelve weeks oh, old. Twelve. Okay. I keep them until they're twelve weeks old, so they're very mature oh, and okay. they can, you know.
0: All right. So you can play yes. with them. All they time. have
2: good social graces with people, and yeah. yeah.
0: And you ship them all over the place.
2: Yes, yes, we do. We ship who, them. Who buys them? Everyone. Yeah. I was shocked at who buys Maine Coon cats, how much they pay for them. I mean, shocked. I have a twenty to thirty person waiting list for kittens. All and right, I'm so like,
0: everybody out there wanting to buy an eighteen hundred dollar cat, you're going to have to wait in line.
2: Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> well, this is
0: fascinating. Thank you for. Thank you.
2: No problem. Is there a website I love for the my kitties? kitties. Yes,
0: TremontFarm.com. TremontFarm.com. And that's also for the ponies, too, if I yes, remember right. Yes, it so, is. It is. So for both of them, you can find them there. Thank you guys for having us and for putting us. We, we are parked, just to give you an idea, we have the RV parked on top of a hill overlooking the barns and about, uh, now Kitty would say it's 10, but it's more like 30 ponies, I think. So we're overlooking the whole farm. And it's absolutely beautiful. and They're not have, all ours. We hear the frogs. In the pond down there. Yeah, I hear the frogs going. And it's just, it's actually a beautiful night here in, in Southern Pines. It rained earlier, but it's cleared up and it's cooler and, and it's great.
2: And there goes a the bat. It's why we live in Southern Pines. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye.
0: Well, this episode is also brought to you by our friends at Equiderma. Equiderma wound ointment is a must have in your medicine cabinet. It visibly amplifies wound healing, stops proud flesh from developing, minimizes scarring, reduces pain, and keeps flies out of wounds. You will find that with consistent use, you'll see noticeable progression of steady healing every day. Plus, it's a great treatment regimen for common skin rashes and sores. And we love Equiderma products. A lot of our listeners love Equiderma products. They're talking about it all the time in the auditor room. So you definitely need to give them a try. Go to Equiderma.com. That's Equiderma.com. So let's talk as we wrap up the show here today. And we will have a post show with Jamie after. So hang around auditors. But let's talk a little bit about our travels and what it's been like and what we've learned so far in this test trip for the big one coming up.
4: What we've learned is um, code for what went wrong. (laughs)
0: And one thing we've learned is patience. So we said this show, this trip is either going to be fun, it's going to be a disaster, or it's going to be disastrously fun, which has become the tagline for this trip. Yes. Uh, and so one of the things that's happened is they haven't had rain up here in about two months. And we brought it with us from Florida because it started raining before we left in Florida. And it's basically followed us and half of every day has been raining.
4: Approximately fifty percent of the time it's raining. Yes.
0: Yeah, and hot. It's and been hot and rainy, and the the camper has been doing very well. Except the first couple places we were hooked up, we were on one ten lines, and you can't. The one thing you can't run in the camper, you can run your fridge and all that stuff. We are plugged into their houses, but you can't run the air conditioner. So it's been a little warm and muggy in the and camper. We're,
4: we're we're used to air conditioning. We live in Central Florida, where pretty yeah. much everybody has it, but we're used to living in air conditioning. So. We had fans going in in here and stuff. It, it was survivable, but it's harder to sleep. If you're used to air conditioning and then you try to sleep without it, it your body's going, no! Plus, yeah.
0: these windows, they open a little bit, and they're great. When it's raining, you can leave them open, but they also don't get a ton of airflow. So,
4: And if it's pouring rain... you. At least we could open them. Yeah, we could open them. Because you're a fan of the sliding window, and I'm a fan of the opening window, and I'm glad we had the opening window.
0: Yeah, but the airflow wasn't great, so it was a little warmer in here, probably about 5, 10 degrees (laughs) warmer than outside. So thank God for Jennifer's battery-operated fans. We were able to use those. Everybody should have one of those in their emergency kit. And, uh, you know, so that's been one issue. And we couldn't use our generator, which is supposed to run the air conditioner. Why we bought the $1,000 generator and brought it along was because it would run the camper when we needed to at a farm. And we couldn't use it because it was raining and we discovered that it's not supposed to get rained on and use it at the same time. So we had to go on Amazon and quickly have delivered up here to, <laughs> to, to Katie's house a uh, cover for our, uh, for our generator. So we have that now. So. I loved
4: it when you, when we pulled in and you said there should be a package for us here. And they, Miranda and Katie just looked at each other like, well, what the heck are you talking about? And then, uh, yes, there should be a generator cover. And I don't remember if it was Miranda or Kitty that did it literally squealed and jumped up in the air and they said, Oh, we're not going crazy. Somebody <laughs> UPS delivered a, a generator cover us to us the other day and we were trying to figure out why we ordered that. <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause you put their name on yes, it. Yes, I did.
0: So we have it now anyway. So we have And Then we were raining. able to hook up today. We didn't even need it. We were able to hook up to their 30 a. m service. So we're learning little things. We're also learning that our laptops were not set up with the proper sound editing programs, so we had to figure that out. And it's I just, love new programs. It's just been not. it's been it's been interesting. Uh, working on the road. We've worked on the road before, but we have pretty much all new systems. We have all new recording equipment, which is working out great.
4: And It's much smaller. It's much smaller, but it is a steep learning curve because all of this stuff is... it doesn't come with instructions. It's figured out as you go. It's kind yeah. of
0: not designed for the way we're using it, so we're we're adapting. Why is that, Glenn? Yeah, because we why is it do that everything you different.
4: do, <laughs> the equipment you're using, isn't designed for what you're doing we, with it?
0: Because we do things that are a little different than normal podcasters. Yeah, but it, it. And then you know, one of the things I've been happy with is the when we. This is the longest we've taken the RV the camper. It's about twenty two and. 23 feet long, and we have a three-quarter ton diesel, so hauling it's not a problem, except it was a little wishy-washy when we took it the one time we actually went an hour and a half down the road camping. On the highway, it was a little wishy-washy. We were getting blown around a little bit. So we had an, uh, a, a sway, sway bar. bar put on. We don't have an equalizer hitch because we don't need that.
4: So wait, stop there. <coughs> a sway bar is one bar that attaches from the hitch of your trailer the the triangular part to the receiver on your truck and that fishtailing effect that you experience with a trailer sometime it reduces that because it has friction or tension on it that's what a sway bar is because a lot of people think a sway bar and equalizer bars are the same thing right equalizer bars it's two bars that go from and that's to meant the to the level receiver.
0: out. If your truck sags in the back, it's meant to level that out. And it oh, will yeah. stop sway.
4: It, it uh, reduces sway. And yeah. the reason it reduces sway is it helps to um, transfer a small portion of the hitch weight, the downward pressure your trailer puts on your hitch, back towards the front tires, which keep your front tires on the ground. That's what causes that taily. If you've got a, a trailer that's too heavy for your hitch... Um, it's caused by the fact that there's your truck is designed to have a certain amount of weight on its front tires. And if you reduce that, you're reducing the your ability to steer safely. So they do two different things. And I convinced Glenn it was not easy. It's not easy to convince Glenn of anything that let's try the sway bar first. Because they're a pain in the butt to put on and off. Let's admit it. The, the a lot equalizer hits. Yeah, they're a yeah. pain in the butt. We've had yeah. them before. So, yeah, Very try. heavy
0: and everything. Yeah. yeah, let's
4: just try the sway bar and see if that
0: helps. And it did; yeah. it made a world of difference driving up here. Matter of fact, we, I, you know, it's been no problem hauling this. You
4: hardly sweated at all while you were driving through so, cattle shoots Je- in the rain. So
0: Jennifer drives up here the first I drove, day.
4: I drove up eighty percent of the time.
0: Beautiful weather, all <laughs> of that, and then finally I drove yesterday because I didn't have to work. While well. usually Jennifer drives and I work, but I didn't have to work. So I drove out of Aiken, heading towards Southern Pines. We're on the highway, poor lane highway, and of course it starts pouring. And then we get into a construction zone, and it's narrow, <laughs> and the walls, and it's pouring down rain. And there's trucks passing me, and all that stuff. And I lived. You survived. I did.
4: And then as soon as we had lunch, and then I drove again, it all it stopped. Looks,
0: it all stopped, and was nice again. <laughs> <So>.
4: <laughs> you just have bad travel karma. I think that's what it is.
0: <laughs> so I you know so far we haven't canceled the 5 week trip. Not yet. We haven't Although canceled it yet.
4: yesterday afternoon when I was editing those sound files Yeah, she the, was pretty upset. The the, the technology was not yeah, working well. To be
0: honest you you swear like that at home too. So that's
4: It is not unique to the RV experience no, when the technology edit? doesn't behave there's it's potty Jennifer mouth. time. Has no
0: patience for uh, technology. Potty mouth time. So we're figuring it out. It's uh it's an adventure. Yeah. It's definitely an adventure. I,
4: I got a video of Dawn riding Nigel. That was comforting.
0: That was, yeah, her trainer riding her, uh, Jennifer's yeah. horse Lo- while we Lovely
4: Dawn next door is taking care of Nigel and riding him and keeping up his um, his regimen. He's in a um, case study with Dr. Pasteur, who does chiropractic and laser and acupuncture work. And he's in a study with them. Great, great timing. So she's keeping up on his homework while we're away thank you don
0: one of the things about this trip, and it's one of the things, the reason we did this trip was to get out and meet our listeners. And that has been the highlight of this cool. so far.
4: Real it's, faces, real had, smiles.
0: We've just had a wonderful time talking to everybody, eating food with them, We're eating a ton of food with them. We've been eating a lot. They're feeding us well. And it's just been so much fun with people like Katie. I've never met her. We've had her on the show for 10 years. And, 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 and it was Randy. weird
4: because we've even seen her compete many yeah, times
0: and just have never talked to her never him. had a chance to talk to her so it's just been so much fun meeting all of you and, and we had a great time in Aiken and so far Southern Pines is turning out well uh, except and, for the lack of cell service and we have a bunch of things planned for today which you'll hear about on Friday so let's get uh, let's wrap up this episode thank you for listening we'll have a uh, post show for the auditors here in a minute hopefully Jamie will be joining us for that uh, otherwise thanks. it's going to be a really short post show yes yeah, exactly so thanks everybody Okay, auditors, you You made it
6: to the the post show. show. Remember, this can get a little, well, shitty.
0: So it's not safe for work or the kiddos. Y'all have fun now. We're now in the post show. And as I said, auditors, we are here with Auditor Chelsea Tipton. How are you, Chelsea? I'm good. She's sitting in the car here with me in the pickup (laughs) truck. The engine's running, the diesel's going. This
5: is so Creepy, by the way, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah like, Jennifer
0: left to go shopping at Dick's Sporting Goods. So there, um, but uh, Chelsea, welcome to the welcome to the car.
1: Yeah, for sure. I was sort of. <laughs> Inside the actor's car. Yeah. <laughs> so where are you from? Um, well, I live in Raleigh. Um, not really from anywhere. So well, I grew up a military family, so all over the place. But um, yeah, live in Raleigh. I drove down, you know, any excuse to take a day off. It's a good excuse, I think. <laughs> well, and you, you said you were going
0: to come down. That's when we thought we were going to be doing this in an actual house. Yes.
1: You know? <laughs> I was I, I was super excited to go see Katie's farm and everything, but that's you all can right. You follow us back if okay. you want. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm coming back for the um cones of Palooza. They're I think they're hosting it yeah, so, so in a couple yeah. of weeks, so but yeah, I'll come back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well good. Yeah, it's uh the Southern Pines is beautiful. Super beautiful, yeah. And it's all pines, Jamie. It's just like it sounds. We're kind of in a still live
5: in Southern Pines. No, you so did not yeah,
0: I did. I didn't know that.
5: <laughs> I did, yeah. So though Southern Pines is where Denny Emerson was from. So I, I, I got a job. I got hired to go up there and then um, I got me too by Denny Emerson. And then I uh, worked for the O'Briens for a little while, uh, De- Lauren and David O'Brien, and then left Southern Pines.
0: You know, quickly. each I was, I said in one of my posts the other day that, you know, we've been to so many horsey towns. We've been to Norco and we lived in Lexington. And, you know, and you've been to all these places too. And Southern Pines and Aiken and Ocala, and they all are completely different horsey towns. Mm-hmm. They really are mm-hmm. different, you know? Aiken had its own charm. It was very charming because it's an old, like, early 1900s kind of town. And this is completely different, you know? It's like you're in the mountains almost here. Uh, mm-hmm. Are we
1: in the mountains? No, we're not even close, to It Glenn. seems like the mountains, though, <laughs> no, doesn't it? it you're does. in the golf course world. Right? Yeah. Golf is course. all over. Well, there's hills.
0: I'm not used to that. I'm from Acalus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's not even that many hills, Glenn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well there's one hill. That's better that's more than a cala. Uh but it it is all different. It's just different. Yeah. You know. Every town is different. Uh so Chelsea, what kind of riding do you do?
1: Uh well, currently I just have one and he's a mini and uh he drives. Oh you drive. Yeah. Yes. So um I broke him to drive myself, not smart, but he was a good sport. And so, um, but recently, this past year, I decided to send him to um, a lady that does minis. So, she's been keeping him in shape while I worked and all that. And so, we're starting the... um, jobs. I know, it's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we're starting to the CTs and stuff here in Southern Pines. So, we went to one in March and it was so fun and he was like the best mini you could ask for so and we scored really well it was exciting Wow! so that's what i'm doing this year but i'm excited you're one of our mini people yes one of the mini people (laughs) (laughs) but i also ride hunters uh i used to have a thoroughbred um but last year we put him down he was an old man it was very sad but um I do have a friend and she very graciously lends me her. uh, He's an off the track thoroughbred and he's a very special character, but I love him to pieces. So I ride still, which is good.
0: Jamie, this has been the best part of our trip is meeting the listeners. You know, it's just, we've been having so much fun. They've been feeding us. I mean, I think I gained 10 pounds the last four days. Because everybody, they've all been feeding us and taking us out. And we haven't had 10 minutes to do anything, you know, to relax. Because everybody's been keeping us so busy.
1: Well, I was going to offer to take you guys to lunch after if you wanted. Well, we do have to eat, so... I will continue. Yeah, it's not like you're never going to eat again. <laughs> you're going
5: to get hungry again.
0: <laughs> it's been incredible. I mean, it's just been incredible. Alex uh, hosted us down there in Georgia. And her, get this, Jamie, her husband, and they're probably, I don't know, I don't want to insult her late 20s, early 30s. Um, and he farms, they own and farm 6,500 acres. Wow. They, I, I, Pretty much we drove for 20 minutes. It was his property, you know. <laughs> um, and it's just, you know, we've met the most interesting, unique people on this trip that all have different jobs. And, you know, it's what we wanted to accomplish by doing the listener tour. You know, it, it's... That's what, fantastic. Yeah, it's really what we wanted to accomplish. And, and Katie and Randy have been coming to our, you know, been on our show, the driving show, for 10 years every month doing training tips and stuff. So uh, do you know the name Bill Long, Jesse?
1: Uh, Jesse? It sounds familiar. He's one but... of the
0: legends in carriage driving from 30, 40 years ago. He he went over and drove with Prince Philip. And, you know, he's just the guy that kind of helped get it started here. And he just took us on a drive nice. uh, with two of his uh, cross horses, which you'll see pictures of. I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> um, but uh, we just had the most pleasant drive through the properties up there. It was awesome. cool. It was really cool. So that was my second carriage drive. Yay. Yay. And I haven't had to ride one horse yet. <laughs> That's the next one. Put him on a horse, somebody. (laughs) So was there anything you, other than this uh, this guy beating horses, uh, was there anything else you couldn't talk about in the real show?
5: God, that guy was, that guy was, it was amazing. But, so, (laughs) the mare that was kicking... Kick it, kick it, kick it, kick, kick, kick. Okay, so uh, I, and I'm in there, and I I took her out on Sunday on my last my last demo, and I was like, I just want to show you guys this. If you didn't see her on Friday, show you guys this horse, and and see if there's any improvement. Which there was maybe a tiny bit, but like not much improvement at all. So she still kicked and bucked and all this. And the the next clinician was lined up, and this was a different guy. This guy's like a I think he's a uh, rainer, rainer. Yeah. And so he's coming to get the microphone from me afterwards. And I've got some people that have come up to talk to me about the horse and their horses and all this. And so this guy's like getting the mic and he's, he's a big cowboy, tall Wranglers, you know, the, the button down, pearl button shirt, you know, and the, but he's really clean, you know, like (laughs) clean shaven, really like pristine looking. And I, I I said to him, I go, as I'm giving it to him, I go, Hey, I, I saw him watching. I said, Hey, what would you do with that mare? What would you do? And he's like, tell you what I'd do. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. What is his name? Oh, gosh. I got to think of this horse. Uh, who's? who's? Oh, I got it. He goes, tell you what I'd do that horse. I'd send it to work Schiller. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what? He's, yeah, I'd send that horse to work Schiller. And I was like, but, but you're a clinician here at this horse expo. and You're telling me to send it to somebody else? What? I thought that was the weirdest answer <laughs> for a trainer to tell me. Well, they know the their limitations. To <laughs> well, the,
0: you also got to remember, clinicians don't like to ever look bad. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No.
5: That's true, and and I I definitely did not have a problem looking bad. I just got every time I looked bad, I was like, well. There you go. That's horse <laughs> training. And the red horse that did I couldn't, I wouldn't join up for me for nothing. Still, like when I make the turns, I try to turn her in the round pen. She'd just come right for me and like try to run me over. The, it, it was such a failure, such a failure. And I'm I'm talking, I'm like, well, guys, this is the way that it is sometimes. Sometimes it just doesn't work because of the environment. You know, when Monty does a join up, it's quiet. <laughs> he has it very quiet and he doesn't like a lot of noise. If you're at his barn and you're talking, he'll who's not talking, stop talking. And I mean, <olnitty> I've got a farrier is doing a demo right outside of the rump, and bing, 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 bing. <laughs> I've got the next clinician over with his microphone. I'm usually out of breath, going, imagery, <sharp> and here I can't get a join up, and and so I. I said, you know, like, this is a lot for this horse, and she's just not ready. Like, they come off of a track and then go to a rescue and then come here. It's just too much. And this lady came up to me afterwards, and she was like, I just want to thank you so much because everybody makes everything look perfect, and mm. you showed us what it looks to not be perfect and to to to, well, to have
1: a moment. Chelsea,
0: isn't that why our show's relatable? For
1: sure, for sure. Yeah. I definitely have plenty of that girl moments, so it's nice to hear that other people
0: do too. (laughs) And by the way, that's that's what I've heard this whole trip is: people listen because we're like them, you know. Yeah, Uh, we're not we're not Ward Schiller. We're not you know we're not uh, Clinton Anderson. You know we're we're not that. We're just like them.
5: God, I swear to God,
0: was Clinton there? No, no,
5: oh, no. This oh, was everybody. That's too small an expo oh for him. <laughs> I, I, this is the other thing I was going to tell you off the thing. So there was a woman named Shiloh Smog who is a Clinton Anderson instructor. OK, so the other guy, I think, was Pirelli. Mm. And this this guy.
0: Oh, guy we need to, to talk face. about that in the post show. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you. So
5: the other and so there was a basically Um, there was me, uh, monty roberts instructor. There was a Certified clinton anderson person this guy had quit pirelli, but he was a pirelli guy So there's all these different trainers of, of uh, Like under they couldn't afford the main ones. So they had to bring us, you know, yeah, uh, so This woman this clinton anderson trainer. Oh my god. Apparently she t- She tied a horse to the round pin and and Again, this is like, I wasn't the only one who was an asshole over the weekend. <laughs> she tied a horse to the round pen and started showing everybody, and I didn't see this, but my friend Larissa did, and she would go up to the horse and be like, Wah! and try to scare it, That's like what arms they do. out. like, Wah! They do. do they do that?
0: Yeah, they do that, yep. And Or, you know, yes. Uh, so, uh. Yeah.
5: Are you serious? This is uh, a thing? Yeah, I'm, it's a thing. This is a... So she did it, and like number four, she's like, look at what I can do, you guys. No! <laughs> And she goes up the other side, Bleh! and she goes up the other side, watch this, Bleh! and the horse fucking lost it, <laughs> pulls back, and she's got it chained to the round uh, pin, tear
0: and the, the round horse down.
5: <laughs> pulls the round pin like it was a circle, and then uh, it was like a Pac-Man <laughs> before she finally got him stopped. Why? Why do they do that? Uh, what is
0: that? Sh- Again, it's all show. It's just a show. It's that's, Well,
5: it did not work.
0: It did, <laughs> didn't the show well.
5: lost his hey, shit, man. Can
0: we talk about Pat and Linda Ferrelli for a minute? Did you see that news over the weekend, Jamie? That they got divorced? Well, like, they final? were. I knew they were getting divorced, but I didn't realize until we saw all the articles come out about how nasty it was. Apparently, oh. it got really nasty, and I also didn't. There's a friends of Pat, of Linda Pirelli Facebook page. So if you want to read what her side of it is, go watch. Go look at the friends of Linda Pirelli Facebook page. You know, all about him cheating and all of this stuff, and that's why it happened. And and uh, what I was shocked at is how many of the ex Pirelli instructors were on that page saying they quit because of the way he was, the way he treated people. Um, And I'm not telling anything that you can't go look up yourself. You know, I don't know if it's true. Who knows? Right. It's all it's Facebook. But um, See,
5: this is amazing. Like I was telling somebody about this, too. I'm like, all of these people have these big skeletons in their closet and all these things. I was like, I have hung around Monty Roberts for six years now and never once ever has he been inappropriate or an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, he demands you to do it right, but that's a good teacher. But he's never once been like,
0: how you doing ladies? Well, you know, and like, I, I think with again. Pat, it wasn't, al- it, wasn't, it wasn't always that. It wasn't mostly that. It was just that he would treat people, you know, it was just the way he treated people. He was... Uh, you know, and, uh-huh. I, you know, I met him once at World Question Games in 2010, and he had his entourage with him. He never went anywhere without, like, six people surrounding him. And he just came across as arrogant. And I know there's Pirelli people out there, and I apologize. Um But you, send your hate mail to <laughs> Um I, I just personally didn't he wasn't my kind of guy. You know, It just wasn't my thing. But uh, if he's your thing, that's great. But um, apparently, he's not Linda's thing.
5: <laughs> well, <laughs> if, if, he, if, if he's the one who's teaching people to horse to hit horses in the face to make them move <laughs> out of your way, then I'm not all about it either.
0: Now, uh, one thing I will, that surprised me about the articles, I dug, then I went down the rabbit hole of the Pirelli divorce. And <laughs> what the arguments were in court, and I saw some of the papers, they posted some of them, was that, they, uh, he claimed that they were broke and like had a hundred thousand dollars to their name, that the wow. because that's broke the business. <laughs> but still, you would expect millions, yeah, at that yeah. rate. Because some of these guys are millions, mm-hmm. but it was it was they were broke, and that's why she wasn't getting any money, and that's what went at the court, and it was just something else. It was a rabbit hole that was very interesting, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. Anyway, we're still sitting with my truck running here, at, and Jennifer hasn't come back. Have you noticed that?
2: I know. <laughs> Dick Sporting Goes is a big store. It's a big store.
0: <laughs> Jamie, it was it was so much fun to hear your report from the weekend. I didn't get to follow it all because we were f- driving in bad cell places and bad internet places. And uh, one thing we're learning about this trip coming up is, God, you guys have long bumpy lanes and also have crappy internet at, the, at your farms. <laughs> that's so that's one thing we learned. Uh, I could never live at these farms with crappy internet. I couldn't do it. Wow.
5: Well, I'm, I'm so, you know, I think my favorite thing is people that have a vision and work hard to make it happen. And that's what you've done. It's awesome. I, I, you know, I want to talk Friday a little bit about some of the, I found some products that I really like and a family that makes this one particular product. That'd be great. Everybody did.
0: We'll have a regular show on Friday. It's going to be more normal on Friday, so uh, we'll do. Where are
5: you it. coming from on Friday?
0: We'll st- we'll be at a campground in South Carolina. Uh, we need a sewer hookup, really bad at this point. So, <laughs> so we'll be coming to the uh, from a campground in South Carolina or a parking lot of the store there. I'm not sure which.
5: I told you not to poop in the trailer.
0: <laughs> no pooping
5: in the trailer.
0: And on that You're note, bye everybody. <freezer>.
6: Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now go ride your horse.